You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Meeting Off podcast, a.k.a. the Zach Wheeler Will Not Be a Twin podcast. I am Matthew Braun, and who am I talking to over here? Yep, Cooper Carlson here. The uh, Zach Wheeler version of these episodes lasted exactly one week, and we'll now be moving on to the Bumgarner Ryu, which kind of sad, but it's the way it goes, so let's get into it. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess we kind of we kind of just led into that one. It's very cool. Well, you we know. dedicate basically. Well, we dedicated like <laughs> I'd say the better part of an hour probably to talking about Zach Wheeler, and then he just signed with the Phillies, so it didn't even matter, which is cool. It was it was rough because I feel like we tricked ourselves into thinking it was almost like inevitable that the Twins would at least be one of the top two to three finishers, and it comes out like we offered him five for a hundred. But, like, we, we, from what I heard from Aaron Gleeman, we weren't even, like, top five for Wheeler and Twins. I mean, they wanted him, but they weren't going to – they weren't going to pay. And he never wanted to come here anyway, as we learned with him <laughs> basically telling Chicago, screw off, I'm going to Philly. <laughs> which which is hilarious in its own right, <laughs> for being honest with ourselves. Uh, right. It was uh, last year, the White Sox, they acquired all of Manny Machado's family uh, to get Machado. And Machado said, well, no, I'm going where I get the most money. And then this year, they say, well, screw that. We're just going to offer the most money. And then Zach Wheeler says, no, I'm staying with my family. So the White Sox don't have any idea what's going on. It, it, it's a confusing time for all of us, to be honest. <laughs> it's hard to blame them. But yeah, yeah. We'll, be, we'll be talking about that. Let's do the rundown of stuff. We're kind of getting right mm-hmm. ahead of ourselves because that's, that's more in the middle of the episode. We'll be talking about that. But right. we starting off, I think I have this somewhat chronologically, but the issue is when everything, everything kind of blends when it's been two weeks. So... Uh, the first thing we're talking about is Edgar Valera being named the new hitting coach. We're talking about Derek Shelton leaving for the manager up for the Pirates. We're talking about two signings. Yes, signings that actually happened. Well, how about that? Uh, Michael Pineda and Alex Avila. We talk, then we'll be talking about into more general free agent signings. Zach Wheeler, Kyle Gibson, Cole Hamels. We'll be talking about the non-tendering decision of not just C.J. Crone, but also Trevor Hildenberger. Uh, we'll be talking about the noted interest in Hunjin Ryu, Josh Donaldson, and Madison Bumgarner, who are probably the biggest names that the Twins have been linked to so far in some form. Uh, and then kind of delving more into Mad Bum, just giving our thoughts on him, because it seems like he's now the topic of Twins Twitter slash every Twins fan. Uh, we're talking about the winter meetings, which are about to start. They haven't already. I believe they start tomorrow or when this comes out on Monday. Then we'll be doing fan questions and... Oh, wait, that's the end of it because there's nothing else to look forward to. So, uh, this this will be fun, I think. I hope. Right. Got a lot to talk about. The offseason's rough, but he's, I think we got this system down with the two-week intervals because now 
even though the you know Edgar Valera news probably caught some people off guard. Like, isn't that old news? Well, we haven't been here in a while, so let us talk. But yeah, yeah, here we are. Uh, well, the funny thing about that one is I'm pretty sure it broke Sunday night when I was done editing. So I was like, oh, that's cool, fine, whatever. Yeah, it's just the oldest of news now, and well, you know, for possible for us to be recording and talking about, which is great. It's gonna be great. Oh yeah, fine. So, well. I guess if we're going to talk about it, let's talk mm-hmm. about it. So he was named the hitting coach. Of course, Valera, uh, if you didn't know, he was in the twin system beforehand. He was a minor league coach. Uh, so he's well-attuned. I believe he's been with them for, I want to say, two years. Uh, I think, yeah, 2017. He's been around. 2017, all right. So there you go. Uh, he's kind of been around some other major league teams, so it's not just the twins. But uh, it is interesting that they stayed in uh, the system uh, for hiring, I think that was something we all predicted, or at least, like, thought was going to happen, and it didn't. So, uh, there you go. I think, though, we thought it would be more uh, Rudy Hernandez, considering he was the assistant hitting coach, and not Valera. So, that in itself was somewhat surprising. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, he was one of the Falby Levine hires, I think. It was 2017? Yeah, it was their first year, so one of their first yeah. coaching hires. He was, And he was promoted now to the hitting coach, obviously. He's... From what I've read, he focused like extreme, like a ton on uh, just connecting with people, and because that's uh, you know kind of what the Twins were all about last season. Coaching staff, you'd hear from Shelton and uh, Rouse and all of them, Baldelli. Like the main focus was connecting with the players, and uh, more so than like teaching them constantly, but like actually making it a fun atmosphere, just being able to be around and just be good with the players. So. Sounds like they got this process started hiring guys like that in 2017. Now they have guys ready to be promoted when inevitably he'll be gone next year too because the Twins will win 107 <laughs> games. So, But, yeah, they <laughs> certainly got their coaching plan in place, I think, just the connectivity aspect of it. And I think I mean, it obviously works. The players expressed how much fun they had during the season last year, and that's why some people want to come here, hopefully. So, yeah, it's a good hire. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up that uh, level to his, I guess, teaching. Uh, I, I hadn't, like, read about that or heard about that yet, but it makes sense. I, I have vivid memories of listening to the Rocco Baldello. Uh, Rocco Baldelli, wow, I pictured <laughs> that, and that was impressive. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I've been studying for finals for the past five wow. hours, so it's kind of, kind of uh, you know, taking its tear on me. So, um, Anyways, uh, I do remember listening to uh, Baldelli talk, and he had his great specific soundbite in re- uh, regards to a question where he's talking about uh, relating to a player. He's just like, on a day-to-day basis, it's like you can't just come in and just, in, like, drop your thing, like, this is what I'm about, because no one's going to care. Like, they, you have to give them a reason to care about you. And, uh, it was very interesting. I'm not going to go into that entire thing, because sure. that's the thing in itself. If I can find that, honestly, I'd like to watch it again, because it's cool. But uh, it, it has been something that they've been, brought, been teaching and it's been brought up where – uh, you know, the Derek Shelton, uh, what is it, uh, what was it, the latest LAF thing? Oh, uh, that story that came out of yeah, 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 that was good. Yeah. I shouldn't say that word. I did drop it once earlier, but uh, <laughs> we got over explicit. That caught me off guard. Yeah. I didn't remember you had saying to, it, but yeah. Had to, <laughs> had to mark that episode as explicit. Um, but anyways, uh, long story short, uh, it seems like they're hyper-focused on that idea, and like you said, more so than like, uh, you know, obviously these people are great coaches regarding techniques and whatnot, but it mm-hmm. seems like they're looking for that as an overall 
personality trait, I guess. Yeah. Like, they're not just going to, you know, go hire someone because they're nice. And go, they're, oh, they're also good coaches. But, yes, he has <laughs> the aspect of I, – I think the model was – like, with Paul Mulder, they said he couldn't easily connect with the young players as much. And that's why they like mm-hmm. Baldelli because he's you know, 38. I think Valera's 37, if I remember that correctly. Because he's younger than Nelson Cruz, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He was younger than his player. So, yeah, they can get along with him. And, yeah, it's just – good way to go about it. Blair is actually younger than Baldelli, so it's, that's it's a bit weird, but it's new and it works, so yeah. yeah. I didn't know I didn't know he was that young. Uh, we'll say I think that's, these two don't lessons. hold me to that. <laughs> I'm definitely holding out to you. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> my last two things I will say about uh, Edgar is it appears that he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, which is kind of interesting. And uh, I don't want to flex, but I'm going to flex that he's also following me on Twitter. So, had to say that. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Also, I believe Hang I've on. been saying it's Valera. It is Varela, not Valera. I don't know why I've been what? saying it as it's Varela. Oh, Varela, not Valera. I think I've been saying it Valera. Look, as I said, these last five hours, my well, brain you is just more. wrote it in the notes as Varela, so that's what I was saying, too. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, because I was – all right. I don't even know what I'm doing right now. That is, uh, I'm actually searching up Edgar Varela on Twitter. So, well, I'm on on his Twitter page right now. So, he, whatever. Oh, maybe there I'll follow go. him and then he'll follow me. But oh, whatever. Well. <laughs> there goes that flex then. Maybe he'll unfollow me because I pronounced his name wrong. Yeah, hopefully he'll listen. And I'll probably yeah. deserve this. <laughs> I mean, I deserve if you that. Didn't, though. Yeah, I was going to say, if you didn't turn us off while we talked about the new uh, hitting coach, we'll now move on to the bench coach that has left. <laughs> the hard-hitting <laughs> bench coach that you've all known about. Let's let's triple-check his name right here. I believe it is Derek <laughs> Shelton. Yes, can I get a confirmation on that? Derek you Shelton. You can. This, yes, this one is quite simple. And we still got – yeah, I was gonna, I'm going to correct Valera. Or, did you correct it? Yeah, you I did. Just Never mind. It now, yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Double credit. Oh, good lord. Whatever. Derek Shelton did end up – we talked about this last two weeks ago. Like, I really hope he doesn't leave. I think I mentioned I didn't think he would be. But, alas, he goes to the Pittsburgh Pirates where he will lose 100 games, but he's getting paid a lot more money, so he should not care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably, honestly. it. I know we, yeah, we talked about it. it. To me, honestly, with, like – how tied they were, I was like, just, it was like one of those things, I was like, just kiss, just hire <laughs> like, come on, yeah, please, fill of God, so, they finally did, uh, he left, I mean, I, I'm interested to see, I, I, I hate to, I hate to say this, he's probably in a crap position, just with, not only where the Pirates are, but their history mm-hmm. of spending, or lack thereof, it's probably not going to be good, as you said, mm-hmm. probably going to lose 100 games, but also going to get paid a lot, so good for him. Right. He goes into a situation where their uh, off-season goal is to trade their star center fielder, Starling Marte. But, I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah. in, they're in a rebuild mode. You know, every team goes through one, I guess, once in a while. Pirates had their slight run where they, I guess they'd go 500 once in a while or something, but McCutcheon and all that. But now they're going down, and Shelton will be leading that ship. So now we'll have, I don't know. Good. I mean, good for him. Obviously, getting a manager job is only thirty in the world. So, in you know, in major league. So, good for him mm-hmm. getting one. But it still it stings because now Twins lost 
Shelton, Rousen, Efner, correct? Efner. Oh, we didn't even have that on the list. Well, we got oh. Iron. All right. Cool. Uh, they also lost Let me just type that in later. Tanner Swanson and a couple more that I am forgetting, but minor league uh, coordinator or something. Pete, was it Pete Fats who went to the Red Sox? I think that was. I think so too, yeah. And the yeah. one, yeah. Uh, I heard he read, what was it? Oh, Swanson's already working with the Yankees catchers and, oh, sad stories. Of course. Well, <laughs> wonderful. So, in unrelated news, uh, the next topic that I totally didn't just type in, uh, Jeremy Hefner was named the Mets pitching coach. Uh, so, Hefner spent all of one year as the bullpen coach, slash, mm-hmm. I believe, officially was co-pitching coach, or yeah. assistant pitching coach of some sort with, uh, of course, Wes Johnson. And that was enough to get the Mets, like, we want this guy. Ironically, they're going from, I believe, the oldest pitching coach to now the youngest. Because Hefner was hmm. literally just pitching for the Mets, not like four years That's ago. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, guy. It's kind of wild to think about. He's like, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, he's very young, obviously. And he was, uh, yeah, you said his first year. And, you know, maybe he was the one working all the strings behind the scenes. And we all thought it was Wes Johnson, which would really throw us all through a loophole here. But I'm not <laughs> counting. <laughs> that would be something. But, no, obviously. They still got Wes Johnson. They'll hire a who, whatever, they might make up a whole new uh, name for assistant pitching bullpen manager or something, but they're going to get someone in that position. <laughs> assistant pitching bullpen manager. Right, there you go. Quite oh, yeah. And uh, Hefner, right, I was quite literally, he's he is 33. 33. Oh, yeah. I just looked it up, too. Wow, great. Well, yeah, this opened up his fan graphs. I'm like, how long right. ago did he pitch? So the last time he pitched him, that's 2013, not too far off. But, yeah, he's only 33. Kind of wild. Yeah, I mean, you know, you talk about Rocco Baldelli and uh, Edgar Varela. Yeah, (laughs) Edgar Varela. You got me. There you go. But, yeah. uh, I'm sorry. It's all good. But, yeah, this guy is even younger. I mean, maybe we'll become coaches soon. How old are you? We got this. We're right on track, right, with age? (laughs) Yeah, well, if I follow the the Hefner route, uh, it'll be about 13 years then. That's pretty good. Yeah, come back in, what would that be, 2032? You're pitching coach to a Derek Shelton in Pittsburgh. <laughs> if Shelton lasts that long, wow. <laughs> yeah, I you've, suppose. You've done something very good. Huh. Well, I mean, so they that win once more. Now they're not going to, it's going to be horrible. No. But good for him getting a job. Well, to speak to Hefner and possibly, I know you brought this up somewhat jokingly, but to possible anxieties regarding how that affects, uh, I guess, in the pitching chain of command, however you want to look at that. Uh, I I mean, obviously, that impact we felt, but what made the Twins so successful was part just because what I did say, it was a, a chain of command. It wasn't just, we like to point to Wes, and I think mm-hmm. we like to, you know, have these guys know this was the guy. It's like, well, it was a, it was a group effort. It was this guy, it was Hefner, it was, <laughs> you know, Josh Kalk. It was the another I forget who the minor league coordinator is, but his name his name eludes me. But he's there. To, it, you have a, a group of people. Is it Zol? No, that's not Zol. He just got he just got promoted actually. Right. right. Okay. We shouldn't talk about that. But uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of anyways. There's a bunch of names, uh, and they're all they're all very like into this. They're all very hands on. As I said, it's mm-hmm. not just 
you know, in the 1980s where you had one guy that was your pitching coach. And it's like, that, right. that, that's our guy that knows about pitching, our one guy. It's like, it doesn't exist nowadays. We have like five or six, uh, especially yes, attuned. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, we should, it should be fine. Uh, they'll hire a new name. Maybe they promote Kulk. I don't know. Maybe they hire from outside their organization. I don't know. But uh, it should be fine. This isn't the end of the world, I don't think. No, definitely not. This is what happens when you have a good team. You know, maybe they go hire an ex-twin pitcher, you know. Kevin Slowey, Scott Baker needing a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Are we just dropping names like that? <laughs> Those, yeah. Doing? The, yeah, that 2009-10 rotation that somehow got him to the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's Carl Pavano doing these Exactly. Days? Is he up to anything? Uh, oh, Nick Blackburn. Let's bring him back. Okay. Well, 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 I don't know about that. It's not. What's he doing? Uh, yeah. Getting ground balls. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Fair enough. Oh, the, the Nick Blackburn special. Top night at 89. Missed that guy. So I'm sure. We can, yeah. uh, we can move on to some actual signings, you know, some moves of substance. Uh, in the – but actually, never mind. I just had a conversation with myself in my head. But uh, Michael Pineda – it was announced a few days ago, uh, was coming back on a two-year, $20 million deal that was uh, prorated because, of course, he has the suspension, so he's going to miss 39 games next year, so it comes out to, uh, I believe it was like 17.8 mil or something like that over two years. Uh, either way, uh, that is a phenomenal deal for the Twins. Absolutely incredible. I'm shocked, like in comparison, to see like what Cole Hamels got and, uh, you know, just what Kyle Gibson got, and you look at how they performed to Pineda, and they're like, how did they only get – they got two years for less money than the Braves are going to pay Cole Hamels for one year. That's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I love this deal. I've loved Pineda since, I guess, June, really. That's about it. Oh, well, yeah, we know, we know, we know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And uh, anyways, but, yeah, they signed him uh, about three years ago now, paid for his rehab after Tommy John. Paid eight million for him last year, and he was excellent down the stretch, as we all know. I think uh, he was like in his last fifteen starts or so, a three ten ERA and like a really good uh, walk uh, strikeout to walk ratio. And I mean, I was all in on him, and then of course the news came through. The worst news probably of the Twins' season is that you know he's suspended, and then we all know where it went from there. But good on them for not when he was suspended, you know breaking, burning that bridge, saying, well, you screwed us over, so we're not going to bring you back. No, they got an excellent deal for him, and he's, I mean, he's probably one of the top, what, eight, nine starting pitching free agents out there, so after the 40 games are up, which is also a benefit because we don't know what his workload is because he had the surgeries in the season, so, I mean, obviously, you'd like for him to not be suspended 39 games, but it is what it is, so you deal with it, yeah. and if there's one guy to be suspended that long, I guess you'd choose him for whatever that's worth. But, yeah, he was definitely excellent on the stretch and can probably give you 20 to 25 starts this upcoming season. Yeah, so from June onwards, I got some numbers for you, some hot-tasting numbers. I just mm. got uh, 87 innings pitched, a 9.31K per nine, a 1.76 walk per nine, ERA of 3.1, FIP of 3.18. <laughs> They're pretty tasty numbers, I do say so myself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was all in on him, as, and he was great. And he was, 
I think he was the first ever player to actually have his suspension reduced. That's correct, I think. Which is saying yeah. something. <laughs> no, they obviously it is saying something. Well, right. Yeah, I I just want to say some. There's some minor thing that's been kind of annoying me as I see people saying like, mm-hmm. "Oh, uh, the Twins brought back a PED user." Michael Panetta was not suspended for PEDs. I'm sorry, I got to do this. He was not suspended right. for PEDs. He was suspended for uh, a drug that masks PEDs. And according, apparently, his argument was strong enough where it seemed like uh, there there's evidence, and the judge was uh, compelled to believe that he didn't actually take PEDs. But it was still on the banned substance list, so therefore he gets suspended. All right, there's Matt's rant of the day. I'm done. Right. I mean, he was suspended, but he appealed and was the first one to ever have his appeals, you know, decrease because they said basically said, I mean, obviously it's pretty it's proven he wasn't trying to mask anything or take any PDs, and there was a very small amount of the substance in him. But the rules are the rules, and they had to do it. The most confusing part to me was when was that they uh, found out, like, early in the season, but then couldn't tell anyone about it until the time of his suspension. I mean, that kind of – I don't remember why the reason was on that, but it sucked. <laughs> yeah, I remember this issue coming up with Polanco also uh, because he was suspended during spring training, so he played spring training mm-hmm. games knowing that he was going to get suspended. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I believe they're told by the Players Association, you know, not to bring it up because it would affect how a front office would potentially make moves or something regarding that. There's some sort of, like, quiet thing. And it is kind of weird, yeah, like you said, they, they've known for, you know, they can know up yeah. to, like, two months in advance. Yeah, why not just I don't find them at the time, though, because then we could have traded <laughs> for someone at the deadline, you know, but whatever. Well... Well, they don't care about they don't care about the teams. They care about the person. So that's why. Well, I care about the team. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what we care about. Yeah, we don't. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a whole thing in itself. It, it is what it is. I'm just mm-hmm. going to accept it. But there, yeah, I'll never that. Yeah, I will forever deny it. Yeah, I know you will. You can <laughs> deny it while we're talking about other topics. Deny it in your head. So although yeah. This is like one of those deals, another rare one, where it feels like everyone's like, holy crap, that's a really good move. I like that move. Yeah. And I will say this. I, he should be your fourth or fifth starter. I mean, obviously we both agree on this, but as good of a signing as it is, if he, he is your mm-hmm. third best pitcher entering, starting pitcher entering the year, you know, Odorizzi, uh, Brios, whatever order you want to put them in, and then Pineda, like, and then, you know, you sign Homer Bailey or something to fill that fourth role. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh God. Yeah. I can see it happening. Why would you even why would you sorry, but you know, Tom wrote about Homer Bailey and his comparisons to uh, Madison Bumgarner and I was down with Julio Tehran in there, but Oh geez. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right now before you <laughs> go any farther. Sorry. But yeah, uh, as we you'll agree obviously with this, but they've gotta get the Ryu or the maybe Bumgarner or the trade equivalent of either of them in order for it to be a successful offseason, really. Yeah. I, I've said this before. I will say it until it happens. The goal is to get a guy who's better than Jake Odorizzi. And yeah. I like Pineda. Pineda would not be better than Odorizzi. So, mm-hmm. therefore, and I think you yeah, still got we all kind of, Right. We both kind of... I think we both kind of thought Pineda would be coming back. I mean, I did. I don't know if you did, but... Mm-hmm. I figured they'd like them, and they got an 
excellent deal, as you said. They're, and he expressed how much he wanted to come back during his uh, closing interview before he could never come back to the team that year. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he said he wanted to be back, and he proved it by signing a cheap deal. So good for go. both sides. Yeah. Yeah, worked out. It was also, like, just a little bit more than Jordan Lyles, of all people, just got from the Rangers. You're just like, what? I don't even know what the hell's happening here, but it's good stuff. Uh, moving on to the next signing that happened, the very next day, we got back-to-back. It was great content. Although, it was announced in the morning, and I hate waking up to signings because I'm always late. But, uh, uh, the, yeah, I know what happens. Uh, Alex Avila coming to the Twins on a one-year, uh, $4.5 million deal. Yeah, right. 4.25. Okay, right. not quite four and a half. All right, they saved two hundred thousand dollars. Good job. Uh, Avila now fills the secondary catcher role. Him and Mitch Garver will split time. Or basically, he's basically Jason Castro two point uh, Excellent, outstanding framer. Uh, passable offense, pretty much, and he'll be fine as the complement to Garver. It's hard to kind of get like overwhelmed with these deals, but it's like they're the same. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're deals you have to make. So, um, they got a second catcher, and they needed one. That's all I have to say. <laughs> right. I mean, there's obviously not much you can say about him. Uh, you probably know him from the many seasons he's been with Detroit. And funny thing, mm-hmm. the Twins actually outbid his dad, who was the who is the general manager <laughs> of Detroit, who was trying to get his son on his team, but. I guess his son didn't like that his dad traded him a few years back, so he decided to come yeah. to the Twins. That'd be so awesome. That's going to be nice. Anyway, <laughs> it really yeah. would, right? I mean, oh, it's just weird. But, yeah, obviously Castro, Jason Castro, who spent three seasons with the Twins, will most likely be gone unless they want a three-catching tandem thing, which would be odd. But, uh, but anyway, Avila last season had a 795 OPS versus right-handers. Obviously, that's who he'll be hitting against almost exclusively, with Garber mashing everyone as a catcher and, you know, probably playing most games against right-handers anyway. I don't know. You think Garber would probably get, what, about 100 starts and then 55 to 60 for Avila? You know, give Astadio a game. I mean, I I guess that's probably ideally how they're going to do it. Right. I mean, I'd love for Garber to play 162, but that's not (laughs) how it goes anymore. Well, yeah, it doesn't happen these days. Uh, this, I mean, the thing about Avila is uh, twofold. He did only play 63 games last year. Part of that was because uh, he was put on the injured list twice, I believe. Uh, but then also you have to look at, you know, he's been catching in the majors now. It's kind of ridiculous. Ten years. Ooh. Uh, but he's only 32, and his age surprised me. And I mentioned that before, so I guess he came up when he was 22. That's probably why I was so off, which is – 22 feels very young for a catcher, so mm-hmm. he's got a lot of mileage. Uh, he's still performing, you know, currently, but he might not be able to be counted on to make 70, 80 starts. Might be, like you said, more around 50, and but that's just kind of how it goes nowadays for catchers. Yeah, I think if he makes 63 starts, the Twins were in a perfect spot where Garver's health was just fine. Maybe Garber was able to slot over to first base or DH for some games too, but yeah, that'd be nice if Avila is able to consistently hit and Garber is able to consistently, you know, injury bug. If Garber goes down, catching situation doesn't exactly look great, but we're not going to worry about that till it happens. So yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I don't even want to consider that possibility. But... <laughs> 
Oh, well. Should be good. So, and the Vila SDO tandem doesn't uh, get you going. <laughs> I don't even want to. I'm going to stop that right there <laughs> before you starts. But that's fair. Is that Alex Vila? Yeah, it's. <laughs> As I said before, it's hard to get be like, "Whoa, we signed Alex Avila." You're like, <laughs> "Neat, cool, yeah, it's a good job." I mean, check couldn't really check go wrong. Check that off the list. Backup catcher, check. Right there, you go. And so I'm glad they got it out of the way at least. We don't have to talk about you know ten backup catchers this episode. Who will it be? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. And apparently, the catching market is actually starting to heat up, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Like Stephen Vogt already signed. Obviously, Grandall signed before. Uh, so it's like I don't know who who even le- is left. So you got Castro, Torinos, and like the ghost of Russell Martin. Kind of like <laughs> that's weird. So good thing they got a, a solid catcher. Probably. Well, I don't know. Let's not get into that. So right, we got other right. stuff to talk about. More more fun things to talk about than mm-hmm. backup catchers. Zach Wheeler signed with the Philadelphia Phillies for five years, one hundred eighteen million dollars. That is a lot of money. I'd actually, it is. I think the the official stat was like it is the most money given out to a pitcher uh, relative to how many innings he's thrown, or some okay. some regarding that. But long story short, it's a lot of money for a guy who actually hasn't done a whole lot, technically. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he'll be slotting in in Philadelphia next to Aaron Nola, Jake Arrieta, and. Uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but anyway, yeah, he wanted to get Zach Eflin. Yes, Zach. I I just know if it was Elfline or Elf Eflin because I know that's the Vikings. <laughs> Elfline, <laughs> yeah, the Vikings. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he'll be slotting in there. He wanted. He mentioned a lot that he wanted to stay on that coast where he'd been playing his whole career. His wife is a half hour out of there, and. uh yeah, the White Sox proved kind of that he wasn't leaving by offering him more money. I think we mentioned this earlier, but they kind of said, you know, we'll give you $120 million. And, you know, Wheeler still said, no, I'm going to stick in Philly. The Twins were never going to get Zach Wheeler unless they offered, I don't know, 675 But that would have just not really been that smart. So I'm not mad about it because... You know, people on Twitter that don't like me because I'm reasonable will say, well, that's they're just making excuses like they always do. But he simply wasn't going to come here. I guess if you want, as I said, 675 then sure. But I don't know. I'm not mad about it at all. Yeah, I'm I'm in a very similar wagon. Um, you know, to kind of put, all, put together all the things that came out, like how he wanted to stay around that area. The fact that uh, a very similar, comparable team, at least, the Twins offered actually more money and were rejected. And the Twins offered a fairly reasonable deal. I believe it was like 5 and 100, which is about what I would have offered. You throw in all that, and you didn't come here, and you're like, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it just doesn't match up well. And like you said, I'm I'm not too mad at it. Uh, I mean, uh, a little bit because, you know, we have dedicated a lot of time to talking about it and we're kind of to the point where we almost assumed it was going to happen. Really? But, uh, yeah, so now we got to move on and that's always fun. But um, it it is what it is. We will make do. I'll, 
it'll be interesting to see what he does in Philadelphia because it feels like a lot of the hype surrounding him was more so what he might do in the future right. instead of what he's already done, which is always a, a pretty big uncertainty. Oh, yeah, because his stats were pretty similar, I guess, to, I don't know, I guess Jake Odorizzi would be a good comparison. You know, just not like career stats, but just what he does on average. But I mean, I was thinking, I wanted him for what he would do in the future, obviously, but most interesting thing to me about Wheeler, actually, um, he was projected by Fangraphs four years, a hundred, four years, seventy-two mil, eighteen average, and so many teams wanted him. He was able to get that fifth year. He was able to get his price up to one hundred and eighteen, hundred twenty, if he wanted it, and that just kind of shows what the uh, market's gonna be like for starting pitching this year. Uh, Ryu and Bumgarner aren't gonna be cheap either, obviously, you know, as we all know, but. The reasonable contract that we thought going in might be going up like it did with Wheeler, despite teams obviously liking Wheeler much more than the other two, I would think. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, well, Wheeler was a really interesting case because there are a few reasons why I think a lot of teams coveted him more so than uh, anyone else. And we, like, immediately saw his name pop up more than, say, even Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg. Because there's almost this, like, like immediate assumption where it's like, okay, you know, a team just goes in and they're like, all right, we're not going to sign Cole or Strasburg. We're just going to knock their names off the list. So you look at the second tier, and you're like, all right, who's in the second tier? So you got Wheeler, Madbum, and Ryu. And you're like, okay, we like the potential for Wheeler, and we're that smart, savvy front office who thinks that, uh, you know, with his stuff, it should play up, and his ability should be better than what he's performed at. So we're going to go fight for him. Although the issue is, is that, Every team thought that. So now, mm-hmm. suddenly, you have, like, eight teams or even more, you know, with the same idea, trying to offer him the same guy, and that's why his price probably went up by so much. While Mad Bum and Ryu just kind of sat by and were like, hey, we're still here, by the way, philosophies <laughs> and everything, at us. So that, that's kind of how that played out, which wasn't altogether unsurprising. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, they're paying because they think they can – Turn, they're paying what they think will be a cheaper version of a Garrett Cole type in the future. And that's what they're selling, at least. Because every team thought that. You know, it, if he stays mm-hmm. as the current pitcher that he is, uh, you know, I mean, I guess he was top 15 in war. But besides that, most of the stats were, you know, above average, but nothing special. But if he doesn't jump to that obvious next level, then. I guess this is kind of a bad contract, essentially, because you're paying for, you know, an above-average starting pitcher that is now getting 20, I don't know, what's he making on average should be? 118 divided by 5. Oh, God, you're making me do math. Uh, (laughs) Hang on. Um, Give me, like, 10 seconds. seconds I think 23.6 million on average. So if he doesn't there take the next step to become, you know, top ten pitcher and top ten fifteen pitcher in baseball, then it's you kind know, of took a chance, but it just didn't work out, and you got him for five years as an above average starter that is making that much. But for Philadelphia, you know, they're throwing money at everyone now, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia has never handed out a bad contract. They would never. <laughs> so, Bryce Harper in twenty fifty four when he's making another thirty five million. You could just at Jake Arrieta right now. You don't even have to go. <laughs> That's very true. 
Yeah, they, so. and they're in on Rendon and everyone else, too, now, so I don't know what they're doing. Boring. But, I mean, it's great. Good for them, obviously. But all, anyway, all of this, and they might finish third in their division. <laughs> oh, Very <man>. true. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love being mean about this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> last, last thing I have to say about Wheeler, because I'm done dunking, uh, is he actually ended the year with a negative win probability added. So oh. Take, take with that as you will. Hmm. That does well, surprise a lot of people. Interesting. So did Madison Bumgarner, just so I can put that out there, of course. But Ooh, yeah, they both well, did. Don't tell that to some people. <laughs> don't be saying that. I know. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, the next free agent signing we want to talk about is Kyle Gibson. Signed a three-year, $28 million deal with the Texas Rangers. The first time in his career, he will not be pitching in the Twins organization. Kind of wild to say, and almost somewhat surreal. So, uh, I think this is something I accepted. I thought it was going to happen. I think you accepted it. I think we all kind of did. And we're just like, it, his time on the Twins somewhat just ran its course. You know, the the stuff still seems to be there. It's just, you know, what's between the ears, it feels like, has been the issue. Sure. Um, at least it was this year. So, uh, off he goes. It'll... I, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of emotions regarding this. And I don't know what to make of any of them. Yeah, I mean, good for him, obviously. He got his three-year deal in Texas, 28 to 30. I think it was actually announced it was $28 million with $3 million in incentives now, so not oh, for 30, okay. but still three years security. I fully expected him to get a one-year $8 to $10 million deal with someone to prove he is the 2018 version of himself who – was very good, and obviously, I would I fully expect he will be good again in 2020. I think Texas got a bargain. It's gonna be like Lance Lynn for them. They're gonna have a bunch of Mike Miner, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, bunch of guys who every team is like, nah, what just turns out to be really good. <laughs> but you know, good good for them. Uh, twins showed relatively zero interest in bringing him back, from what I've heard, and that's that's fine. You know, if we can fill that spot with a Hyunjin, Ryu, Madison Bumgarner, obviously not both, but one of them, and then the fifth spot is a Randy Dobnak type, which seems like it will be, no matter who the twin signer get, I think. That's a different topic, but I think the fifth spot will be a in-house person. Anyway, yeah, good for Gibson. He'll be <laughs> fine in Texas. That's uh, all I got. It was fun having him sometimes, but not this last season, really, as you mentioned. It was uh, that one time we went eight innings in Boston. That was fun. Oh. And then the one time he went, I don't remember where it was, like two innings and walked literally everyone, like near his last start, one of his last ones. That was oh, rough. Geez. Yeah. <laughs> certainly some of them were just like, I can't watch. It was like, yeah. it was like a car crash happening in slow motion. <laughs> and I think they didn't bring him back just because of the outcry of Twins fans. They would have burned down the city if they brought Kyle Gibson back. The twin, the tw- this state hated that guy. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, if they're making decisions based on what the fans say, then well, obviously that's a joke. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's. I think also it's somewhat unfairly. I think what happened was that he was a first round pick, and people have expectations in first round picks, which isn't always fair in baseball. It's mm-hmm. like it's basically a crapshoot. And it's like the most crapshoot of any crapshoot. 
kind of makes it worse also that Mike Trout was picked after him. So, you know, not that that's – that's an entire discussion, its own thing. But I think part of that was played into it. But I – Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was green. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. he was kind of a scapegoat. He was here since 2010 and went through every single one of the horrible years we went through. And he's just the guy that we all know from that. So, I don't know. It's good to get a refresh, I guess, from all that. Yes, sir. Okay, kind of like Joe Mauer, just out with the old teams and new. Yeah. So, he's a horrible, horrible contract, horrible person. Just kidding. Wow, I love you, Mauer. All right. Well, we really get, get it. Hefty on this episode. <laughs> no, it's a joke. Come on, I don't get it. So we don't make jokes. <laughs> Come on. I forgot that was our new rule. Program. That's, that's, yeah, we have a strict no joking. Um, uh, yeah, it's right there. It says no joking. Oh, I'm not right, actually yeah. a type rag. I'm not actually okay. a type rag because I feel lazy. But uh, Moving on, I guess, from Kyle Gibson, we have Cole Hamels to the Braves for uh, a holy crap. This really, this guy really got eighteen million dollars for one year. I can't. I have uh, nothing else to add. That is just insane <laughs> to me. Cole Hamels in the year of our Lord twenty nineteen at the rightful age is about to be thirty six. Got eighteen million dollars. Yeah, I mean, good for baseball and free agency that these guys are getting paid. I mean, as they say, there's no such thing as a bad one year deal. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, last year. He had a 3.81 ERA, 4.09 FIP, 2.5 F4. I mean, he was average. He was nothing special, obviously. You know, I mean, but you know what you're getting. You're getting 150 innings. You're getting an ERA from 3.8 to 4. And I guess if you want to slot that guy in at your number three to four spot, and other teams are offering offering 15 million, go give him three million more, and you won't be paying him next year. So what's the matter? I guess you know. The Braves are just spending money wherever they want this off season, and I mean I, I love that because it's fun to see because signings are really fun. But um, yeah, it was odd because I think he's making more than Michael Pineda will in his last two years, and Pineda was better than he was. Yeah, which is yeah, which is why I was so surprised. Like I mean, like you said, yeah, I guess good for him. I don't know. I'm complaining. It's either. He makes some money, or some billionaire jerk off makes some money. So I guess better <laughs> he's doing it. And I, I was also I've been dunking on the Braves for a while because they didn't sign like anyone last off season. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know why they're doing that. Bunch of idiots, and, you know, laugh at him. So uh, now they're spending. So they're swinging for Travis Darno. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Whenever you can pick up Travis Darno and Chris <laughs> Martin, I mean, you know, you got to do that. You got to do it. Uh, what thirteen mil a year at Will Smith? I mean, you just. You got to do it. Not understand. Right. How can you not? Yeah, their hand is being played here. It's like they don't even have to do anything. Uh, but uh, I, I get. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's a capable starting pitcher, certainly. But eighteen million. Like his old team, the Phillies, that came out, they offered him eight over one year, which now that seems oh, a bit wow. of a low ball. But it's like it seems more realistic. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I was expecting him to get probably 13 mil over one year. He said he was willing to take one-year deal over at a competitive team, so I thought that would take his own leverage away a little bit. Teams would be like, well, we're competitive, come here, but nearly 20 million over one year for Cole Hamels. It's, but again, good for him, I guess, but <laughs> not yeah. going to be spending that elsewhere, I suppose, because 
I guess I don't know if the Braves were ever in on any any of the other big names, but that's a lot of money for Cole Hamels, as you've said. That is a lot of money. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. I mean, if, they, if that's their guy, that's their guy. But I can't say I'd make the same decision. Can't can't say I would, to be honest. Right, Twins were, from what I've heard, like in a little bit, but obviously we're never going to go that high. So and I'm glad they didn't because we need. Better pitching. Yeah, we he still he's not better than Jake Odorizzi, so <laughs> that's your rule. Like, there you go. That's my my hard and fast rule. Not I should I should expand upon this so people understand. I'm perfectly okay with acquiring pitchers that are worse than Odorizzi, but if that's all they do, then I'd be disappointed. At some point, they do need to take a step up and acquire someone better, and then the rest can be kind of filler. Because like. In in practice, what's the difference going to be between like Tanner Roark and Homer Bailey? Like, but mm-hmm. it's it, it is what it is. You know, that's not they're going to be fine. But at some point, you need to you need guys, you need dudes, as they would say. We just watched this happen in the playoffs. You know, we had like the two best starting rotations ever. So, right, and we saw. You know, I guess we saw Barrios and Odorizzi now. If you can slot someone in between them, and you've got, and I guess we'd have Pineda this year, which mm. and that's a big four in the playoffs. If you can have Rios, someone better than Odorizzi, Odorizzi, Pineda in the playoffs, um, as mm. you've been saying over and over again, that would be, well, that's necessary for this off season to be successful. I think. Yeah. So, on to something completely different. There <laughs> were the the tender decisions. To be made, and I guess I, now that I'm thinking about it, we can kind of expand upon this concept more than I've typed. But there are the decisions uh, to tender contracts. Now, apparently, this is like an actual thing now in baseball. Because, like, years past, this was almost like nothing. Like, it just happened. Now, like, mm-hmm. these last two or three years or so, it's like, this is an actual decision where, you know, team – like, the Oakland A's cut Blake Trinan for $7 million. It's like, that decision would never be made five years ago. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that a bit later. As it pertained to the Twins – uh, they non-tendered C.J. Crone, which was probably not surprising. This was one of the hot topics of the offseason. I think a lot of us predicted it was going to happen, so uh, he is officially a free agent. But then they also non-tendered Trevor Hildenberger, uh, which hurt my heart, but I understand right. why they did it. Yeah, my condolences to you. I know that he was one of your guys, and you actually just wrote about him recently, so that's just even worse. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very fun when you spend uh, a day writing an article. <laughs> a player, and then it's all moot. <laughs> yeah, like, how will the Twins fix this guy? Well, they won't even try, actually. He is gone. So. <laughs> yeah, that's th- certainly an answer, I guess. <laughs> it's like the, the fourth wall break of answers. Like, how are we going to fix him? We're not going to. It's your problem. Like, oh, well, all right. Uh, yeah. Crone um, was expected. They can, you know, there's a million guys out there that they can get. By a million, I mean ten guys that can get, go there and get for cheaper than the seven point five million Crone was off going to get, and and that includes Crone himself. You could go get him for four and a half million, which is really pinching pennies a little bit. But if that's what leads you to get to get Ryu or Bumgarner, then that's good. But no, I I don't know if I expect Crone to be back. Probably not. It's gonna be Josh Donaldson. No, I don't know. Uh, you know, someone like <laughs> Travis Shershaw uh, or Eric Thames or someone similar to Crone, but not as expensive as baseball. 
Yeah, kind of how it goes in baseball. Why pay seven million for an average first baseman? We gotta cut corners at all costs. That's what happens. It turns out when you hire a bunch of economists with teams run by businessmen, they tend to act like this, which is somewhat shocking. He said with heavy sarcasm. It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely, definitely not surprised. So there's current, like you said, uh, the option is still there, I guess, to bring him back and. I guess I wouldn't mind if they want to do it for cheaper. I mean, it's not my money, so it doesn't really matter in the end. But uh, really what what plays here, I think, is going to be that thumb injury because it's been mm-hmm. – that surgery was kind of described as pretty serious. And, if you know, we can make the assumption that he'll come back and we look at his lines before he got injured and we're like, well, that's the crone. But maybe it's not. Maybe he'll never reach that again because of the injury. We just don't know. And uh, the price of that question was too much for the Twins, so they decided not to answer it. Yeah, he was, I mean, if you ask me in, I don't know, June or maybe early July, if, do I want to bring Crone back? It was an obvious yes, and he was OPS of 850 and hitting 112 mile per hour home runs to left field. <laughs> and then, obviously, you said the thumb injury, and he, by the end of the season, looked like he had a pillow on that thumb just trying to pad it, which just gets larger and larger every day, but... It was rough. Obviously, you could tell he was struggling, and they kept throwing him out there to playoffs. They tried. He made that horrible error on the double play ball. Didn't. Oh, just couldn't hit the ball. Don't even. Don't even. For the last. Oh my God. I'm sorry. You did not need to bring that up. Everything just kind of went wrong with him because of a simple thumb injury, and well, that leads to getting non-tendered because Eric Thames is sitting out there, or someone like that. I don't know anything. They're actually going to get Thames. That's just the only name that comes to mind. Yeah, we could have played the name game. I, I dropped Brandon Belt as a trade target, but after I saw that. It's a discussion hmm. for a different time. Yeah, Brandon Belt. There you go. Yeah, and we have a lot less to talk about. We'll go over some trade targets or something. Yeah, maybe. Although, well, although knowing how that goes, they're already going to have a guy by the time we start that, so it's not going to matter. We'll just delay this to spring training when it's completely irrelevant. Like, will the Twins sign Ryu as he's on the Dodgers again or something? But whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, just to give you some idea of a split, uh, in about mid-July, which was kind of when he started having thumb problems, uh, up until then he had a 114 WRC+. Plus. This is CJ Crone, of course. And then afterwards dropped down to 74. Uh just across the board, everything fell. ISO fell, average OVP slugging. Uh, what really sticks out to me, strikeouts went up 7% walks, which he didn't even do that much before, but afterwards dropped 3% to 3.7% of the time. Uh, so just pretty much completely nullified his entire offensive game. Yeah, you can notice plate discipline. I forgot to bring this up, but yeah, it became a huge issue. Like He was just he was swinging at everything. It wasn't looking good. At all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's rough. He was looking good, and all of a sudden, everything went horribly wrong. (laughs) And never got back on track, despite him getting multiple IL stints and, I don't know, limited red catch or anything. (laughs) Good catch there. You almost said it wrong. It's been a year now. I'm trying. (laughs) I got it almost, though. I got this. (laughs) I respect it. I respect it. So, that was Crone. If we can talk a little bit about Hildenberger, it was... Not entirely unsurprising. Had a 10-year array and limited time in the majors this year. Uh, as you mentioned, I wrote an article about 
basically since like the halfway point of 2018, he's just been awful, just terrible. For whatever reason, I I, I found out that his he was locating his sinker in a different location. I don't know if there's more. There's definitely more to it than that. But for whatever reason, it wasn't working. Kind of like Chrome, the the cost of answering that question didn't matter to the Twins. At some point, they're like, I guess he's 28, ineffective, yeah. and we just don't even want to try. So off you go. He'll be locating his sinker on a whole different state next year. Whoa, get it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait till he comes out for the Detroit Tigers in the fifth inning of a 10-run game. Who's winning that game? Uh, do you need to ask that question? You said it, I guess you said it weird. That's my bad. Yeah, Detroit, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. The vaunted Detroit offense led by... Oh, geez. Um, uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, wait, no. Um, uh, <laughs> the ghost of Victor no Martinez. <laughs> exactly. And Miguel Cabrera, frankly. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's still walking, I think. Eh, sort of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But, I I mean, what's surprising, another team's probably going to sign him to, like, a minor league deal and then invite to free agent. Uh, not free agent. Yeah. <laughs> invite to <laughs> spring training. That's what I meant. And then, you know, just see where it goes from there. Just because, you know, any reliever with, like, any sort of potential just sticks around for five years. Right. Obviously, as we have said about our guy, Blaine Hardy, no such thing as a bad minor league signing either. So, yeah. it is Blaine Hardy, right? Yeah, it is. And yeah, so someone will pick him up. Yeah, someone will pick him up. Yeah. And Matt Wisler, our two favorite pitchers. Ooh, fun stuff. So, moving on, we'll be talking about uh, the interest, the reported interest uh, the Twins have had in players. Uh, keep in mind my uh, rant from the last time we recorded about interest and what all that means. And even if we could apply this to the Zach Wheeler and the Phillies, when the hell did you hear that the Phillies were interested in Zach Wheeler? Like, yeah, that's or Kyle Gibson to the Rangers or Cole Hamels to the Braves. The shit just happens. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird like that. So, uh, with that being said, it's been reported that the Twins have had varying degrees of interest in Hunjin Ryu, which uh, known Bitmoji man John Heyman just tweeted. Uh, <laughs> they've had interest in Josh Donaldson, which has been confirmed by a number of sources, uh, and also Madison Bumgarner, which has been confirmed by a number of sources. So, they obviously two starting pitchers and a third baseman. Um, I guess if I could, how about this? I'll drop this on you. Out of any of those three guys, which one would you want the most? Hyunjin Ryu. Easy. All right. I agree. There you go. Uh, Move on. Really? God. So, <laughs> well, it might be Donaldson. It's, 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 it's not it's bad, weird. I agree what you're saying. Oh, it's not Mad Bum. It's <laughs> definitely not Mad Bum. I go back yeah. and forth on a lot of these, and I mean, mm-hmm. I mentioned this before, but like, like probably should be focusing on the starting pitching. But then you see Donaldson launch dingers, and you're like, yes, I very <laughs> much would like that. Please, please give that to me. <laughs> yeah, but if you but get then, Donaldson, you're getting the best you're getting is Dallas Keuchel as a starting pitching option. That's yeah, yeah, which is the trail we know. Uh, from the Twins' history, they're not going to sign two of three. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, they probably, they definitely could, but that's a discussion for another time. Right. That topic's already been beaten to death. But it, it, that's not going to happen. That's just not how they work. So if if you do sign Donaldson, then they're never going to complete 
my my thing that I need them to do. And so that's the trade-off. Now you're going to be looking at, all right, Dallas Keuchel, the guys we mentioned before, like Homer Bailey and uh, – oh, God, who's that other Oakland Julio guy? I literally just said him the other day. I said Julio Oakland Tehran. guy. I don't want Julio Tehran. Oh, Julio Tanner Rourke? Yeah, Tanner Rourke, that guy. Uh, what do you mean? You're going to be looking uh, at uh, – Whatever. What? <laughs> I was about to argue with you on Tehran, but it's not worth it at all. I don't want to – that guy has been beating his peripherals for four years. I don't know how he's been doing it, and it pisses me off. It, it <laughs> I don't even know what you – Barely looked at him, but yeah. It is, it is the most frustrating no thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, Fip is like, my God, dude, just regress. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah, you wake up weird. summer mornings angry that Tehran won't struggle more. <laughs> I'm just pissed. I look at this 3.81 ERA and this 5.26 X yep. and I'm like, why won't you die, you bastard? Oh, oh. 3.767 career ERA, 4.37 career X Wonderful. It's like that uh, that Homer meme uh, where he's standing in front of the mirror, and it's like the front of him looks all fine. Like you look at the ERA, and like his <laughs> neck fat is like tied up. Oh, like, yeah. That's, Julio Te- that's like Julio. Like it's all about to explode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Like it's all just. There you go. <laughs> Matt makes the obscure meme. It made perfect sense. Yeah. That was good. Oh no, it's it's perfect. Now that I mentioned it, I want to go make that, but I can't because I'm talking right now, so I can't. Um, <laughs> What are we even on about? Julio Tehran? No. I don't even know what we were talking about. What the it's not even how did this happen? How did this happen? We're smarter than this. <laughs> well, I, that's a good one. Hey, there you go. i got to sneak in the prequel meme as well. Anyways, uh, I guess that would be interesting in any three. Ryu kind of feels like the forgotten pitcher in this offseason, which he's just like, hey, I did finish second in NL Cy Young. You guys do know this, right? right? And it's like, But everyone's all interested in everyone else. And it's like, we're, we're all biased towards velocity. Let's just admit it. We see a guy topping out like 91. We're like, oh, that guy's not going to age well. But we see Zach Wheeler <laughs> pumping 96, even though he's a, a not arguably worse pitcher. But mm, we're still yeah. like drawn to that. I don't know. We're weird. Weird people. Well, it's either we're all attracted to velocity or like the rest of the people who want someone else. They're all attracted to 2016 World Series success. I don't know what that's getting you, but... <laughs> I'm going to drop some numbers on you. I mean, obviously, we both agree with this, which kind of sucks. I was really hoping you'd go mad, mad bum, although I knew you didn't because we're smarter yeah. than that. But okay, you think I'm mad for mad bum? Right. Uh, so from 2017 to 2019, these are Ryu and Bumgarner stats. Uh, Ryu, 2.71 ERA, Bumgarner, 3.57. Ryu, 3.61 FIP. I mean, a lot higher than ERA, but Bumgarner's is 3.94, which is higher than his ERA. 6.79 OPS for Ryu, 7.07 for Bumgarner, 8.5 K per nine for Ryu, 8.3 for Bumgarner, and then 1.9 walks per nine for Ryu and 2.1 for Bumgarner. So he's better in everything, but no one talks about Ryu. Tom's kind of the first one that got me going on him when we were both pumping Wheeler out in every single one of our tweets, and then he said he kind of wants Ryu in one of his own separate ones. I went, well, that's smart, but I hadn't even considered it. But now I am, very heavily. Yeah, I, I think Ryu would be a very nice uh, addition. I'm looking through that article now that uh, Tom wrote about uh, Bad Bubba. Yeah. Was, sorry, I mean, my nose is plugging. But uh, it was it was really well done, um, mm-hmm. Which was, but it was funny because just a few days before we had Patrick Wozniak write his own article about – why we should get mad bum. This is a, it's a very polarizing picture. 
And it's it, like, yes, absolutely. He's interesting. I guess let's kind of transition our next thing because our next topic was is it now Mad Barma bus. So I guess we're just fully focused on Mad Barma right now. It's there because there's a lot to consider. You, you, you know, people like to look at past success. I don't. I'm not one of those people. You know, 20, mm-hmm. 2019. That's who you are going forward. I quite frankly don't give a shit what you did in 2014 because <laughs> that's not going to matter. It's. I mean, it's a simple matter. It's like what. Right. Cool. You struck out a bunch of guys five years ago. You know, what do you look like now? What what is what is your stuff? What can you do with your stuff? And then kind of in that same vein, uh, one of the thought processes I've heard is, okay, so maybe his uh, maybe his stuff has deteriorated a bit, but there's maybe there's still something there. Maybe just the Giants aren't fully utilizing his abilities. Maybe the Twins can, uh, you know, somehow do that however they do. I obviously don't understand pitching, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, but and then there's also other arguments that I completely don't buy that he's like the, the clutch gene or whatever. He just knows how to win. It's like you now you're just making fake arguments that don't exist. You're just using narratives. So it's it's weird and confusing times. I'm kind of looking at it now where it's like you know that list of free agents starting pitchers so they realistically can sign and who will make impacts. It's getting smaller. It's getting smaller by the day. And so now it's you're kind of like, well, if not Mad Bum, then Ryu, and if not either, then who? Wow, that rhymed. I didn't. Okay, cool. So oh, that's excellent. that's my thoughts. Yeah, oh, I'm very glad if, that worked out actually. If the Twins sign Bumgarner to a four-year, eighty, eighty, I don't know, eighty-four million dollar contract, what are your thoughts on it? If that were to come I'm out, fine. Yeah, I'm fine. cool with that. Don't. Don't reach. For, I was willing to reach a, a bit for Wheeler. I would not be willing to reach for Mad Bum. I'm not okay, getting him a so, hundred. So five years, hundred mil. You're out on Mad Bum. I'm to see you. Have fun wherever you go. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. I would probably agree. Even I would love them to really go after Ryu first. And if that doesn't work out, if he just says basically like Wheeler, no, screw off, then <laughs> go to Bumgarner and. Because I think he's taking the most money. But again, if the Twins are only willing to go 484, I'll say right now the Twins will not get Bumgarner. Sadly, I would bet he will get 100 million dollars this offseason. So that's my take. Well, whatever team signs that dumbass deal can have a lot of fun <laughs> with that. And we, I mean, we could. I mean, obviously, a lot of fans. Would love to have Bumgarner, I think, on a five one hundred mil. I did a Twitter poll: Who would you rather have? And between him and Ryu, and sixty four percent said Mad Bump. He's perceived as much better than he is in reality, as we both know and as we both read, obviously, because he was good in the twenty sixteen World Series or something. But yeah. um, I don't know. You know that they, they say the Twins can get something extra out of him which I don't know if I buy that exactly. And then he's also expressed, I think I just might be what just what I've heard, that he's not always open to learning that, and he's just not the best personality type, which I don't always base what I, who I'm signing off of, of course, because I'm numbers, and I like numbers. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have numbers. But uh, that's <laughs> I have numbers. <laughs> Yes, that comes into play, obviously. And if you don't know if you can actually get more out of him. I'm not signing Mad Bum to be a four ERA guy to make 
22 million over five years, obviously. That would be annoying. It's <laughs> bad, mm-hmm. frankly. It'd be mm-hmm. worse than Michael Pineda, who's making 7 million. I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> making less than upgrade. Right. Yeah. Would you take, would you rank Madbum ahead of Odorizzi? I would mm-hmm. not. No. No. So then, if they and, sign him four eighty four, you'd still be looking for another really good pitcher. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, which is where the issue then still peaks his head. It's it's like we said. I think I really come down to that. Well, one thing where it's like if your argument is that maybe they can improve upon that bum, maybe that's true. That's not worth throwing eighty million at. That's like signing. That's like the per, that's like the Martin Perez sign. Sign Martin Perez for three mil. Think that you can work with him? Fine, that is what it is. Because you know who cares? If that goes south. Go south. All right. You know we tried. We wasted the year. You're gone. You know no harm, no foul. You know if it doesn't work, if it goes south for Mad Bum, you can't do that. Now you're stuck eating twenty million a year for however long, and everyone hates everyone, and it all sucks, <laughs> and everything's terrible. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, if you are going to sign him because you think you can improve him, then sign someone else who had comparable stats to Mad Bum and improve that guy instead, you know? Like, he yeah. had a 4-3-1 XFIP last year, which I just sorted by, which is right next to Joe Musgrove. I mean, go trade for that guy instead <laughs> and improve him instead. That's You, you like that guy. <laughs> yeah, I would I would actually endorse that move. I was about to right. say, yeah, if you want to do that, go trade for John Gray. How about that? Exactly. Yeah, if you're going to spend 80 mil, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know, if that's your minimum that you can spend on it, 100 mil on Madbum, instead go trade for the guy like Joe Musgrove or, you know, sign Tanner Rourke, who's close there, but I, I don't, don't sign Tanner Rourke. If you're going to, I don't know, I don't want to do that. Trade for someone. Yeah. I, was, I used to be in on yeah. Tanner Rourke, but then I realized the Twins had millions upon millions of dollars, so. <laughs> you, you've gone back on that idea, All right. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess, it, yeah, it comes down to just like uh, if I'm shelling out eighty to hundred. Well, I guess I should say I, but I as in the twins. If if I, speaking of the twins, am looking to give eighty to hundred million, I want something solid. I want something pretty guaranteed. I don't want mm-hmm. maybe potentially it could happen. I don't want any of that shit. So that's just a bad investment at that point. This is extremely uh, hypocritical based on everything we said about Wheeler, but I think Madbum has so much less upside than Wheeler did, so it's okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know we can – yeah, I know, but Wheeler Wheeler's base was a really good starting pitcher, and That's Madbum's base right now is just uh, an above-average starting pitcher, if you want to be harsh about it. Yeah, it's fair, definitely. So, if not, absolutely. Like, average, I guess. I'd – I'd call him, this is the new terms coming out among other people that do podcasts, Score North and Gleeman. They do average plus and average minus, which I will not begin using. Bumgarner is average plus. Yeah. So. Well, average plus is better because it's league adjusted, so. <laughs> that's our kind of stat, though. So for, that's, that is, yeah, that's us. <laughs> that was such, like, a stat dad joke. I, <laughs> I really hope people appreciate that. You need to cut that up. Uh, Throw it on the Twitter thing. For the love of God, please. Oh, yeah, I will. I got you. All right, where are we oh, at? One hundred eight fifty-five. That'll be there. One hundred eight. Oh, we got to hurry this up to get to one twenty-two, as we always do. Uh, wow, that rhymed as well. Holy crap! What am I? Yeah. On? 
my my brain is on another level. Uh, I don't even know. Okay, so moving on, if we even can, uh, what will be coming up next is the winter meetings. Those will start. I guess technically they started today, but uh, it's not really going to kick into gear until the next few days. The Twins, it was reported by Darren Wilson, sent a pretty large uh, contingent, uh, which I then named, but we can get into that later. Uh includes uh, Falvey, Levine, Anthony, Baldelli, Zoll, Styler, oh, Style, not just Styler, uh, Adler, Townley, and McPhee. Uh, and they added they'll have plenty of meetings with agents teams. Uh, and then what was also notable was a noted uh, smart man and also wise-ass Scott Boris, said that, oh, what was the I'll pull up the quote exactly, but it was brilliant. In regards to how active, um, I guess, the market, uh, mm-hmm. how the meetings are going to be, uh, he said, if the winter meetings were given a title in 2018, it would be slow burn. In 2019, fast and furious. Get your seatbelts on, everyone. So it would seem to imply a lot of moves are going to come be coming through here, which would be nice. Yeah, because if you remember the last year, you probably can't because of how extremely boring and non-eventful it was. Like, I don't remember anything about it, really. Nothing happened. And this year, luckily, we've gotten back to a fun off-season. People are signing every few days, so that's great. But, yeah, the winter meetings should go back to being something fun. So hopefully, I'll be tuning into MLB Network every day. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I, but, yeah. Yeah. Two things it was off of that. Okay, yeah. I want to. I just want to add is I saw someone mention this. Like up to some point, it was cut off a few years ago. Obviously, when the tweet happened, it was like the the amount of money that was shelled out in this off season so far was the same as like the last two combined up until that Ooh. point, which was kind of wild. Uh, and then my second, the second thing I was going to say in regards is what even happened last winter. Literally, I think it was just Wilson Ramos signed, Charlie Morton signed. And then it came out that the Twins might sign Nelson Cruz, and then they did a few days later. And it's like, that's all I can remember. Yeah, pretty much. I, yeah, I guess I remember Cruz, uh, which wasn't even during it, as you said. But yeah, Bumgarner, I think, will be the next pitcher to fall. It was rumored to – I don't know if it was confirmed anywhere, but I saw it a lot – that he wanted to sign before the winter meeting started, which would mean he would have had to have signed, I don't know, yesterday or today at some point. Which, Damn. unless I'm missing something, I don't think. So it should be, <laughs> you'd think, coming in the next few days. I don't know if that it's true, but, I mean, I'd expect him to be the next one to fall, then probably Ryu, or, you know, maybe Garrett Cole, if the Yankees just go send him that 300 mil he wants, but, which is on its own. But, yeah, it'll be, it should be moving fast, which it hope, looks like it will be, and hopefully it does. Yeah, which is such a nice change of pace. My God, last year was so mm-hmm. boring. <laughs> Oh, so awful! It's nice year, finally. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why the All market the talk corrected itself. Exactly. Thank God it did. It was, Thank God it did. It was just when will uh, the next baseball strike be? It was like the main offseason talk, <laughs> which was really discouraging. It was just John Heyman tweeting the same vague thing about Bryce Harper oh, every single day. Oh my goodness, he is that. Something. That is the reason I don't, <laughs> I don't follow Heyman or Nightingale anymore <laughs> because I'm so tired of their shit. They just have the oh, most useless. <laughs> just crappy, whatever. They don't even tweet well. They have bad grammar. No. Like, what? Oh, my God, yes. It's like, how do you not look at your tweet before you send it? Like, even I do that, and I care. I, yeah. You know, it's just... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't have... I don't know how many followers they have, but... 
Nightingale. Oh goodness, that's a whole thing on its own. I don't. Maybe he doesn't follow oh, okay. us because I followed him solely for that reason. And maybe he's maybe. actually manipulating us all and it's working. Maybe theory. they're self-aware. Hopefully, <laughs> like, oh. like at least Peter Gammons is like one foot in the grave. Like he has an excuse. He's, you know, the, like a butterfly lands him tomorrow. He might be dead. Like, so at least, <laughs> at least like his bad grammar makes sense. But like, what's your excuse, Heyman? I don't <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's wild. Just a whole tangent okay. that could go on, but we yeah. have time, but it's not worth it at all. <laughs> well, I mean, theoretically, we have time. I mean, the, the only yeah, cap we set is on ourselves. Right. We do. It's as much as people want to listen to us, which is apparently a lot. So We just got to get to our sponsor quick. Oh, wait, no. Wait, do we... <laughs> <laughs> well, that hasn't happened quite yet. <laughs> but anyways... I guess we're gonna yeah, let's move on to questions, fan questions. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, we actually we got a fair amount. So that's good. Uh let's see. Let's start with let's start with a nice light fun one. Uh from oh no, I'm gonna butcher this again. I'm very sorry. Uh Ma- Maestro Fluger. I should ask you how that's pronounced because uh you've been following me for a while and we live in the same state. So I should know <laughs> this, but I'm sorry. Uh, who is your favorite non-star twin of all time? I really love uh, Christian Guzman. I love this question because we all do have, like, those players we attach to for, like, no reason. We're just like, I don't know why I just love that guy. For me, that was 100% Ben Revere. I oh, loved yeah. Ben Revere so much. And he wasn't hmm. that good. My God, did I love that guy. When I uh, – yeah, I Ben Revere was I, definitely for me, too, but – when I started watching, I guess it was Starlin Castro for a few years, and I don't know why. I still don't to this day. Today, it's Hunter Pence. Dude's just fun, and I brought this up at the trade deadline. I was like, trade for – or no, all-star voting podcast. I was like, vote for this guy because he's got – fans just make the weirdest signs about him, completely out of context. They don't make any sense, and the guy just has fun. It's outstanding. I love Hunter Pence, so <laughs> – I love. I That's assume you've guy. seen the YouTube. Have you seen the YouTube video with Hunter Pence, where it's like an advertisement for like a Hunter Pence like training camp? I, have you seen that? that? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't think so. It's, it's a few years old, but it's incredibly self-aware. It's like teach your kids <laughs> the fundamentals, and you know he's just doing some weird Hunter Pence shit. It is hilarious. It's like perfectly <laughs> deadpan. It's wonderful. You know, I will highly advise I, not just you look this up, but anyone listening to this look this up immediately. I will definitely do that when we are done here. That sounds wonderful. All right, good. All right, Hunter Pence, big fan. Of him. I had, kind of amazing he's still around. That's good. Yeah. Isn't he a free agent? Is he a free agent? He's still with Texas. Oh, um, I think I was still with something. Texas. Yeah, I would have heard something about it. I figured. Yeah, there there are a few guys that kind of choked on. I thought Liam Hendricks was a free agent a while ago. He's not. Ooh. So. That's a, I guess a different talk. We're not going to get into that. But uh, moving on to more questions coming from your – everyone asks on you, and that pisses me off. Stop. Ask on my thread also. Come on, please. So uh, Cody Perkle, long-time question asker, I guess. Uh, Worst-case scenario where we don't get that ace that pushes all of our pitchers down a spot in the depth chart, who's that under-the-radar guy you could see us picking up that could surprise us? So my Matt Moore question for you too is looking more possible by the day. All right, I'm not acknowledging that. <laughs> um, you can, can get that crap out of here. So under the radar starting pitchers, I 
It's kind of weird because you somewhat talked me into Tanner Roark, while at the same time you backed yourself off Tanner Roark. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that happens. But yeah, I'd be willing to throw him up there. I just, ugh, I don't know. The, the thing is, this is exactly what we've been shooting down this whole off season. Like, we've been just kind of saying, you've got to acquire someone, Odorizzi or better. Like, mm-hmm. this is kind of, like, we've been saying, I think they will probably acquire someone like this, but we just haven't been focusing on it as much because we're saying their focus, the Twins' focus, needs to be on getting that guy. And if they do miss out, I guess I'd say Rick Porcello is the guy that they go for. I mean, that's my that, – which, that sucks. Like, I don't want that at all. We have, we have reached signing Rick Porcello. I mean, that's that is wor- he said worst-case scenario, and – I guess. Maybe Dallas yeah, Keuchel. Guess. No one talks about Keuchel despite him having a okay year, but, you know, let's uh, go get Ryu or trade for someone. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, they still need to do that, but then there's also that theoretical fifth spot because I really don't want to start the uh, season off two of those. Right. Uh, I did like Which I think will happen, happen, but that sucks. Yeah. We think. I guess that's a conversation maybe later in the off season when it comes apparent that maybe mm-hmm. not happen. But uh, they will have to do one at least to start, obviously with the PA suspension. But we'll see. I guess on top of Rourke, you could throw some like Bilo guys in there, you know, like Alex Wood, maybe uh, Michael Walker, Drew Smiley, guys yeah, that Smiley might have some talent left, are a bit on the younger side for free agents. You know, might just take a flyer on it. Just you never know. So. There's, there's those guys. Yeah, Ooh, fun. Exactly. The bar is a very not fun thing to talk about. Like that's something I will get into more once uh, Mad Bum and Ryu are somewhere else. Worst case scenario, and after we've done a full episode of ranting, after we didn't get either of them, then we <laughs> then we will get into the Matt Moore Drew Smiley world, which is not somewhere I would like to be anytime soon. But no oh god, I hope that's... I hope by the time that happens and that conversation occurs, I can legally drink. <laughs> I hope we're talking about a fifth starter, not a uh, fourth starter. I guess because a fifth starter would yeah. mean we have someone really good. A fourth starter would mean current rotation looking for anyone to help. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, fourth starter just is something has really gone terribly. T- <laughs> help wanted <laughs> something has gone terribly terribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> Save our solar, uh, sol- not solar sailors. <laughs> what, what is that again? Does anyone know? The what? The save our sailors, soldiers. Uh, SOS thing. Oh, uh, save our ship. Is it really ship? ship? Actually, I think so. What? what? Hang on. <laughs> I don't know this. Uh, I, SOS is international code signal of extreme distress, especially as distress. Especially used hmm. by ships at sea. So, there you go. I guess it kind of fits. Uh, yeah, it says save our souls or save our ship. This is completely off topic, but here we are. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of interested. I didn't know that. So, I you learn something new. That is why people listen to us. You learn something new every time. <laughs> right. Uh, we are. We teach. Yeah, we we teach. Uh, the only thing I want to mention is what we were talking about a little bit earlier reminded me of uh, the Randball tweet I saw right before we recorded where it said, can't wait to hear how the Twins were in, but would only go 1.9 mil over 30. 
And I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I always keep thinking about that with Ryu and a Mad Bum, and I'm like, it's so coming out, and I'm so not ready for those tweets. <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't even see that. That's, that's, he's funny. It's pretty good. 1.9 uh, million over 30 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That was brilliant. Um, anyways, next question, also from Cody. We've <laughs> been laughing at that one for a while. Yeah. Uh, also, if we don't get Josh Donaldson, who's your favorite corner infield guy for us to bring in? Uh, of course, then assuming we're signing a corner infielder and moving Sonoda first, which mm-hmm. is probably likely to happen. Uh, I'm very interested in Travis Shaw because he was so good in 2017 and 2018, but then just so bad last year. I'm like, he's only 30. I don't think he'd fall off that quickly, but, I mean, maybe he did. It's kind of a, a harsh aging curve sometimes for some players, but I, I feel like he still has some talent in there. I wouldn't mind giving him a shot, maybe. Yeah, that. It's definitely interesting. They've been in, or rumored, I guess, I don't know if in counts, on Todd Frazier, which is not something I got to say that I'm interested in, honestly. For <laughs> I, I, Moustakis was a guy I really liked until, of course, he was signed, so good for him for getting much more than I would have given him, honestly. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that's Kendrick, Howie Kendrick was someone I really did like as well, but he's gone. Uh, there's not many. It's like Frazier, it's a... Uh, Rendon, which is not happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking through it right now, actually. Uh, like Encarnacion for first base, mate, but even then, that's horrible, but for defense, I think. Mm-hmm. There really isn't much after, you know. Um, yeah, no, it's really the options we listed, and that's about it, like other than that trade or something. Or you, it'll, if they don't get Donaldson or Shaw or Frazier, I guess, if they really want to go there. They'll sign a first baseman, like we mentioned 20 times, say, like Crowe or Thames, and keep Sano at third base, if that's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's likely going to happen. Probably, I don't see. Mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know who else is here. Mitch Moreland? Yeah, Justin I would also, maybe. Like, name's blown you by. Exactly. <laughs> I can't contain myself. <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, that's really it. I mean, I I also don't think we're I don't think the Twins are going to get Josh Donaldson. If I mean, if I'm being realistic, I don't think it's happening. I would if that's Plan B. If you whiff on every starting pitcher, then I guess go get him. But uh, I don't know. A Keuchel Donaldson combo is something that's been mentioned a lot. Mm-hmm. And, we're, you know, it's obviously I don't think you're high on Keiko. You never have been. And I was for no. about a week or two back in before he signed. But, yeah, no. If that's what it comes down to, at least he got Josh Donaldson, right? But that's not what his question said. But I'm going on something completely different now. I have – I just had the completely hilarious thought of signing Greg Bird to play first base. Mm-hmm. And it it is quite – no, don't even acknowledge mm. that. <laughs> Don't give that any thought whatsoever, but I laughed at its absurdity. Um, <laughs> it's one of the things, I mean, technically it could happen, but my God, it's just, no. Greg <laughs> Bird. Wow. All right. I I should, I I'm should just kidding. That. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what it's yeah. I'm done on that. You're actually thinking about this. <laughs> anyway, oh. next question we got uh, from a definite human name, Houston Rockets-2020 NBA champs. Uh, if you're the Twins, what's your best pitch to Mad Bum? 
So this was kind of something I was talking about with uh, Andrew. Uh, we were talking kind of about, like, why is, like, Minnesota such, like, a not, like, major destination for agents? And you can talk about with whatever with regards to contracts they offer and whatnot, and they're uh, being upset at that. And, you know, that is what it is. That's a different thing. But as far as, like, what's what's the – well, what's the selling point for Minnesota? Because, I mean, it's a good place. I'm speaking not as someone who lives there, but I've been there. I like it. <laughs> seems like a lot of people like it. And they once they get people to come in, it seems like people have enjoyed their stay. Like, I think Nelson Cruz is having a lot of fun. So it's kind of weird. You're like, why? What's what's stopping people? So, uh, well, from the outside looking in, if teams that live on either of the coasts are trying to sign you, and then Minnesota hops in like, hey, uh, we're cold and we no one really talks about us, but hey, we might give you eighty over four <laughs> coming in. <laughs> this is yeah. the opposite of his question. We're now doing negatives, but it's, yeah. <laughs> if I was pitching to Madison Bumgarner, I would say, "All right, if you're pitching to Madison Bumgarner, you'd be in the National League." Hey, Woo! there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah! Happy about that one. Anyway, continue. Oh, that, that was really good. Um, if I was, yeah, okay, uh, okay, I would say hello, Madison, Mister <laughs> Mister Bumgarner. You, Mister Bumgarner, <laughs> would you mind waiting a few weeks while I continue to uh, try to sign Hyunjin Ryu? And after oh, he please, signs my father is Mister Bumgarner. <laughs> Just call me Madison. And okay, well, we're, I'm sorry, we don't. Continue. All right, here's my pitch. I've got the interrupting assistant GM in the background. That's what you are. I'm so sorry. All right, Madison. All right, um, so we like you, but we like Hyunjin Ryu more. So will you wait until he either accepts or declines our offer to talk with us? My offer to you will be 480. I know the White Sox are offering you 5100, but um, that's as high as I'm going. Because I don't know if I really want you on my team that badly compared to some of the others guys. My pitch would not be too good. I uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, you're not going, you're not getting real far with that pitch. And I'm going to be straight honest with you. It's like <laughs> it's like you're going up to. I don't even know if I should make this joke, but I'm about to do it. Like go, you go it. up to a girl at the bar, and you're just like, you know, you're not the prettiest one here, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm going to be straight honest with you. I'm going to try with another one, I'm, uh, but when I strike out, I'm going to come back to you. It's basically what you just said. I've been denied by one other. I'm not good enough for these two, but, you know, you're you're yeah. there. I mean, that's basically, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, An hour later, when I'm three more shots deep and my standards <laughs> have lowered, exactly. I'll be back. And everyone's yelling at you for never pulling your trigger on anything. It's just, all right. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, well, this has gone a lot of different interesting it ways. Solid I thought, analogy. I mean, it, you know, it, it works, I guess. Anyway, it's all I could think about when you were saying that, so I had to say it. Um, oh well. Next, next question um, from a tag. Interesting tags. Uh, baseball is my favorite season. Ha- Heart emoji, baseball emoji. There you go. Uh, how noticeable will Derek Shelton's absence be? What are your thoughts on Edgar Varela as new hitting coach? There you go. I said it right. Well done. So we've given our thoughts in the second part. Uh, but the first question, how noticeable will Shelton's absence be? It's hard to tell because, you know, 
the dynamic between the manager and the bench coach, you know, to what level, uh, I don't know. Uh, we've, I think we've, we did hear some stories where uh, Rocco explicitly, like, asked for an in-game decision, like, what should I do here? And then Shelton gave him some advice. And so maybe there might be some minor influence there where you notice maybe he starts doing something or starts not doing something that he consistently would do. But it's just hard to tell because it's like – we don't know. We don't know what that is. And until we see it, it's going to be hard to, like, point to that. Right, because as fans, if Derek Shelton was never written about or talked about, we probably wouldn't know much. Like, you know, I mean, obviously we wouldn't go, oh, Derek Shelton's gone. I remember when he made that one decision or sent those texts, because we all know about those texts, the uh, LIF texts. But since that was written about, yeah. we all knew that. But, you know, I mean, it'll be but you know, as fans, I don't know how much we'll actually notice it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it'll obviously be bad, but and noticeable. But they sh- they'll bring someone solid in, and at least I hope. It's, you know, and I think Rocco Baldelli is somewhat capable of doing what he does without Shelton's, you know, gonna bet to no lead off and <laughs> everything's gone anywhere, <laughs> but. <laughs> Everything's just gonna go to shit. Like he just doesn't even. Maybe maybe that's it. Rocco doesn't actually know how to manage. It's just like, but he connects all the players. Been, that's what yeah, he's just been Derek Shelton's puppet this entire time. He's just a fun guy. Out. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a dude. He's just a dude. That's it. Uh, oh man, that would be uh, something. Funny. As a but but yeah. I mean, to, to seriously like talk about it, like we were saying, like we just don't know. And to to quote. Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone. So right, wow. we'll we'll find out. I almost said Counting Crows, but I realized that would have been wrong, and people would have been mad. <laughs> so because that that is indeed a cover, but uh, that's that's kind of how that's going to go. So it will be interesting to see not only then how that dynamic changes, but who they hire, because uh, among other things, they have to hire a lot of people. So new a lot of a lot of new jobs. Right, and we will in depth discuss who they hire, despite oh. you know not knowing too much. We'll we'll discuss his age quite a bit, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll we'll discuss age and then butcher their last name, and then that's how it's gonna go. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Fun stuff. Well, I believe we have hit our yeah. That's our that's our last topic. I think we're done. Oh, jeez. As far as that goes, yeah. Um, let's see, what 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 do we do? Okay, uh, oh yeah, we self-advertised, that's what it was. So, I wrote this past week, and I talked about the Twins' Ricky pitchers and how they performed in 2019, and uh, some people were unimpressed. Apparently, they demand perfection. I, mm-hmm. I, those people, I, I don't know how they live their life on a day-to-day basis, but... I thought it went well. A lot of fun stats in there. Go read that. I don't know what I'm going to write next week, but I'm sure it'll be tasty. And uh, what were you up to? Uh, I actually, I don't know if I think maybe mentioned this earlier, but no. It was just the statistics, Ryu and Bumgarner. I wrote those in an article at Twinkie Town comparing the two because, well, as we all, as we both know, they are for sure in on both. So this is where I actually, mm-hmm. while writing this, I found out that I am very in on Ryu and not very in on Bumgarner. So, yeah, I'd go read that. I think it's great. Should have put a poll on there. Dang it. Oh, well, Ooh. even though I did on Twitter. Should have. Well, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. So, you uh, also wrote about Blake Trinan. Right. I did. Yeah, that was – I did do 
Blake Trinan piece because he is one of the most interesting non-tenders. We didn't really discuss that much because when he was uh, non-tendered, all of Twins Twitter and I mean all of MLB Twitter was like, "Get this man!" Yeah, literally everyone, right? And and then you look at his 2019 season, and you I guess you understand why the A's didn't want to pay eight million. First off, the A's. That would have been like I don't know the sixth highest contract ever or something. <laughs> and also, he just was awful in 2019, despite being one of the best relievers of all time in 2018. Some team will sign him for two years, 14 million, and get somewhere in the middle. Is basically what I concluded in my article. That's probably it's just so wild. Like man, being a reliever, it's just mm-hmm. yeah, the the uh, whole bottom line of it was relievers are weird. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, we have we well established, but it's just true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know what I'll be doing this week, though. Something, something fun. Mm-hmm. Spicy. It'll be something, ooh, spicy. Fun. Cannot wait for it. So, we believe we've reached our end. We're done of things to make fun of, things to, you know, go on, uh, go off on tangents about. Things to butcher. Huh. The general, and the general next such. week. I don't know if it's or not next week. Two, two weeks from now, we might have some good audio, hopefully. Better audio. Spoiler. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> That's just, yeah. Are you going to give away spoilers now? Is that what we're doing? We are. That's how we're going to attract listeners, by saying our voices might sound good next <laughs> in two weeks. Well, well, we almost had good audio for today, but that didn't yeah. That's a. I don't want to get into that story, so I think we'll get in that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you got to live the people on it off on a cliffhanger. That's how you do it. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Like here, just hang up after this. All right, and the twin. Oh, breaking news! The twins have signed. Then cut it off there. Yeah. Like <laughs> they'll no, never the twins. Out if I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to wait two weeks to know. see who I was talking about. And they don't know when to record. No one knows. Oh, yeah. we, actually, we change it every single time and speak in sign language, even though we don't see each other face to face. It works. Right. Uh, just you the utmost. Yeah. You, you have like a sample of my voice that you translate it to. The thing is, uh, after the translator does his thing, we kind of have to kill him because it's like he knows too much. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's on a tough that note, <laughs> We're going off on a tangent. Oh, that take ten minutes. We've got to stop. Oh, that's where we're drawing the line. All right, okay. No, we're not drawing the line. I'm just, I, you know, we just don't have time to keep going. Like, this, this is crazy. <laughs> gonna... Time is a human construct. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> 1 a.m. We're sitting here talking about our translator. <laughs> and 1 a.m., that's only 11 over here. I'm doing fine. Right, you don't ever hit 1 a.m. I forgot about that. It just hits 11. Yeah, one, six hours later, it hits 9 a.m. or something, or 10 hours later. I don't know. 10 hours yeah, people, later, people don't know this. you don't have nights. <laughs> 1 a.m. doesn't exist on the West Coast. That's that's made up. It doesn't exist. Oh. It's that's how we're going to I remember I'll just, like, you know, wake up, see something happen. I'll be like, guess I'll wait two hours to see Matt's text about this or tweet about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, kind of how it goes. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's great. Uh, I was going to relate something else to that that I remember happening, but I can't remember it, so I'm not going to. Mm. Oh, well. It's it's probably for the best because we really should be running it up. So that's true. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. It was a good talk. Can't wait to be back. Hopefully, <sighs> with good audio in two weeks. Maybe even with another guest, another cliffhanger. 
Jeez, so. I didn't even know that one. Ooh. All right, we're just dropping all. Yes, yes, you did. I thought oh. you was about this. <laughs> yes, I did. That's my bad. I thought you. Yeah. Okay. Nelson Cruz. All right. It's Nelson Cruz. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's actually the person that runs the anti-Ted uh, Twitter account. <laughs> oh God! All right, I'm going. That was good. All right, we're done. All right, see you guys.